It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Thursday, February 3rd, and a Friday, February 4th, everybody. Senior Bowl continues with the practices down in Mobile, Alabama, and it's Matt Derry. And it's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. We played it on this Thursday. Practices continue to go on down in Mobile. The game on Saturday, the man who will be on the play-by-play call of the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Saturday afternoon on NFL Network at 2.30, Andrew Siciliano, also from DirecTV's Red Zone Channel, Also, the voice of the Rams for the preseason on TV is set to join us momentarily here on Lockdown Lions. We thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We're brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Before we talk to Andrew, find out about the quarterbacks, a little Malik Willis talk, (coughs) some of the defensive players, his thoughts on the Lions coaching staff, Very interesting comments earlier today from Lions wide receivers coach Antoine Randall L., who basically is in the ear of general manager Brad Holmes and told him recently he wants the Lions to add three receivers, including two via the draft. Antoine's basically saying, uh, we've got Amon Ra and nothing else. Uh, He didn't say that. But I love (coughs) the honesty um, of Randall L. basically admitting, like, we need three more receivers. Quote, and this is from the Detroit News and Justin Rogers, I'm always trying to push. I'm pushing. I was pushing last year, and it was like screeching noise. Okay, all right, we got one, and he was good, end quote. Of course, that one being Amon Ross St. Brown, who broke the Lions franchise rookie records for receptions and receiving yards. Of course, Brad Holmes has swung and missed on guys like Brashad Perriman and a Tyrell Williams. Then they picked up Josh Reynolds. They've also got Quintez Cephas coming back from injury. But Randall L's admitting that the Lions don't have a go-to guy at receiver, quote, You always want to have a guy, so to speak. That guy, we're throwing to him. We don't care who's covering what. We know we can go up and get that. My guys know we haven't had that guy yet, so it's nothing new to them. It's not a slap to them or jab at them in any way. That's what we need to compliment, not just Amon Ra, but I feel like Q was really taking some strides before he got hurt, hurt, end quote. That, of course, Q being Quintez Cephas. So it doesn't sound like Antoine Randall L. is sitting here raving about Josh Reynolds, or or raving about any of the other receivers on this team. Khalif Raymond is a free agent, etc. But Randall L. went on to say that they hope that they can draft two receivers and pick up somebody in free agency. Now, are they going to sign Devontae Adams or Chris Godwin or Mike Williams or Odell? I highly doubt it. 
but maybe a a second level option or somebody like that. Of course, in the draft, the Lions have the have picks two, thirty one, and thirty six uh, right now, and there's a good chance they could end up with a Chris Olave type, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, Drake London, somebody like that. Some of the other guys like Vallis Jones. Um, are at the Senior Bowl right now, but those are probably not first or second round receivers at the Senior Bowl. We'll have to wait and see. But I love Antoine Randall L. speaking out and saying, we got to get better at receiver. And the Lions do. They've got to get better at quarterback, too, to get the receivers the ball. That's some uh, some bold statements right there, a bold statement from uh, Antoine Randall L. By the way, today the Lions quarterbacks uh, at the Senior Bowl, Sam Howell, Malik Willis and Bailey Zappi did a drill at the end of the day for arm strength, and the players all were to line up. It was like a contest in arm strength, and the players were all to line up behind the guy they think would win, would win, and 50% of the players lined up behind Malik Willis, and then the rest were scattered between Zappi and uh, Sam Howell. It's clear Willis has been the, the showcase piece so far in what does not look like a great quarterback group, and we'll talk about it with Andrew coming up. Lions fans, I'm here to tell you about an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. It's GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's bring in the NFL Network's Andrew Siciliano. He'll be on the call of the Senior Bowl, 2.30 on Saturday, and has been uh, on the headsets, of course, this week for all of the practices and joins us now. Hey, Drew. Diesel, who is going to play second base for the Guardians? Ah, yes. There you go. Andres Jimenez. Uh, yay. Gabe Arias? I'm not excited. What about Arias? Not ex- uh, yeah. I let's just let's just get a deal and the lockout and then maybe we could, you know, talk about it then. Where Until then it's all speculative. Where are you on the name Guardians? Because at first I liked it and now I don't like it again. Um, I, I don't know that I like it at all, but I think with all nicknames, new names, new team names like the commanders yesterday, yes. or, or Commander by Commander. Uh, it's going to take a while. I mean, I, listen, they, they could have named the team F the Red Sox. Okay. <laughs> and, and people in Cleveland would have gone, that's the worst name I've ever heard. Right. 
and would have claimed, you know, cancel culture and just scream. I mean, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter what they call it. They could have named the team $100 for everyone who came to the game free, you know, and and, and they, they would have hated it. So you get my point. It doesn't matter. Uh, it takes time. Uh, I'm not used to saying it, but we'll get there eventually. So how's Mobile? Uh, the Lions obviously taking uh, part, you know, center stage along with the Jets, and you're getting an opportunity to interact with some of the Detroit uh, staff. And isn't it crazy how there's such a new vibe and feeling with that team? Um, yeah, it, it, it totally is. And, and I think, you know, the last how many ever weeks of the season, I, actually I think you go back to week one. The, the team played hard for Dan Campbell the entire year. Um, and and obviously not the same, not, not the amount of wins you would want, but I do think there's a, a good feel for the staff. I do think that, you know, instead of the, oh, one year doom and gloom, this team is already going to stink moving forward again. I, I don't think it's that attitude whatsoever. And, you know, it's been refreshing to see Deuce Staley and Aubrey Pleasant out there doing their thing. Um, you know, Deuce carries himself as a guy that certainly carries the room. So too does Aubrey Pleasant. Um, and uh, those guys, I, I think, have head coaching futures, certainly. Um, you know, Deuce has been at it for well over a decade. But I, I think, uh, yeah, to your point, um, it, it feels good. Now they've just got to figure out what to do with the number two overall pick. I don't know that the number two overall pick is here. Um, matter of fact, I'll, I'd say that pretty confidently. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the quarterback that they need to pick or may pick if they choose to is here. But, uh, you know, they get a good look at everyone else because it's not just the quarterback. You need to build a foundation. It's a great uh, segue that you, you lead me to, and that is the quarterbacks. Obviously, you're, you're right. The discussion here and doing the podcast every day here, talking to fans about it is, yeah, they're not taking a quarterback at two, but 31 or 32 or 34. Um, they'll either have 31 or 32, depending on the Rams, your Rams, and then uh, 34. Uh, th- th- there could be somebody, and I guess a few days in here, the, the, the hotness, at least there, is Malik Willis. Is that Am I right on that, or is it just two days and he's the best of a bad lot? Um, yes. <laughs> I, um, I, he, he is, yeah, he, he's the guy that, he's not the only quarterback that, that's looked decent, but I, I would say that he is the best so far. Well, Kenny Pickett probably came in, I think it's fair to say, Kenny Pickett came in with the, with the best pedigree. Kenny Pickett had a good day Tuesday. Um He's a guy that made a huge leap from his, his 2020 year to his 2021 year. He was invited to come down here last year. He made the decision to go back to Pitt. And it worked. He went from a guy that threw 13 touchdowns in 2020 to a guy that threw 42 touchdowns in 2021. Um, he, he's got a, a little, uh, I wouldn't call it swagger, but you know he, he's got that I'm the guy leadership quality to him. Um, he's clearly the, the leader in the room. Um, and he played some damn good football this past year. Tuesday, he was the best quarterback out there. Yesterday, in driving rain for most of the practice, he didn't look that good. And the ball didn't look great coming out of his hand. And that is the big question here. Hand size, right? Yeah, that's, the old, that's the old Jared Goff bit. The old Jared Goff bit. You know, Kenny Pickett uh, chose not to have his hand measured on Monday. <laughs> that's right. Uh, he's going to do that at the Combine. He has a double-jointed thumb. His hand, uh, I mean, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about joint mobility here. I mean, I'm not being dead serious. That's the phrase that his his people are using to to measure his hand better in 
in Indy in a couple of weeks as opposed to here. Um, most scouts will tell you, we don't care. Look, either in one camp or the other, either say hand size is the most important thing or couldn't care less. I will say that yesterday in the rain, wearing the glove, he always wears the glove, he had trouble getting that spin in that football. It did not look good. Um, and that raised some eyebrows, I think. It did not look good. Conversely, Malik Willis, who has a hand cannon, uh, was whipping it easy gas through the rain. Malik Willis looked good yesterday, and he has the ability with the legs. I mean, he's run for 1,800 yards the last two years combined to uh, make something out of nothing. Um, Kenny Pickett, I think, can be a winning quarterback in the league. You, you, you have to. The Lions play indoors. You know, it's not as if he can't play in bad weather. He played at Pitt, but there, there certainly is some concern, and I don't think he did anything to help himself yesterday. Andrew Siciliano, NFL Network, of course, DirecTV, uh, a red zone, uh, the only red zone channel that uh, that I, I watch on Sundays, the best red zone channel, uh, yes, um, is joining me here on Locked on Lions. Uh, one more thing on Willis. Do you think, and I know you work with Daniel Jeremiah, who does more draft stuff than you do and, and some others, but if the Lions pick 32nd and then they're going to pick 34th, I mean, do you think Willis will be there? Do you think he's done enough this week already? And then there's the game Saturday that he's moving up. Yeah, no idea if he's going to be there, but I will say that DJ has him, I think, in the 30s in terms of his – he has his initial top 50 that is now out that hit NFL.com earlier this week when we got here in Mobile, and Malik Willis is somewhere in the 30s on his list. So that would feel right. Look, the quarterbacks will always be overdrafted, regardless of the season, regardless of the year. This year – there isn't this shining franchise guy that people will be fighting to move up to get. Okay. So this year, the quarterbacks will be likely overdrafted as well. Just who do you like? Matt Corral, you know, the old Miss quarterback who, how would we describe Matt Corral? You know, I think off the air yesterday, uh, someone said to me, you know, uh, uh, you know, a twitched, uh, you know, a slightly bigger Manziel, but you know, hopefully, obviously, with none of the off-the-field issues. Um, or the tweets. The, or, or the tweets. Or, or the, yeah, you know, yeah. I, <laughs> I, can, tell you, I, I can tell you stories. Um, the Matt Corral's probably that guy. But where does Matt Corral go? Is he a, I don't know that we have a quarterback taken in the top ten. Maybe Denver? Maybe. But they got, yeah. they got to love one of these guys. So much will depend on free agency March 16th. And so much will depend on the moving around the musical chairs with the veteran quarterbacks. We, we just don't know. Malik Willis could very well be there in the 30s. He could very well be gone in the teens if, if someone falls in love with him. More with Andrew coming up next. I want to ask him more about the Lions and certainly some players he's seen at other positions of need for the Lions that he likes. We'll do that coming up next here on Locked on Lions. Hey everyone, you want to bet on the action? You want to bet on some games, NBA, NHL, football? We got the Super Bowl right around the corner. That's why you got to go to Bet Online. They're covered. They got you covered this season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as we get close to that big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. Bet Online is up to the minute info on pro and college basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. If you had Syracuse last night, you won. 
Uh, a rare road victory for James Arthur Bayheim's club. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for 2020. Bet online. Go to betonline.net. Sign up where the game starts. And hey, great to have our friends at Rock Auto back here on Locked On Lions. You know them, you love them. Best place to get auto parts is rockauto.com. You got computers with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket? Do it. Choose the only brand. They're where you you want to choose the only brand they're aware that these warehouses happen to carry and and go to some of these storefronts. Forget it. You're going to get the best selection, the best price at RockAuto.com. Plus, you save time and money instead of going to the store. It's snowing like crazy out there. Just go to RockAuto.com. Family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They get everything you need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Andrew Siciliano, NFL Network, with me here from Mobile, Alabama. He'll be on the play-by-play call Saturday afternoon at 2.30 Eastern on NFL Network of the game itself. It's not just practices. Folks are actually going to play a game uh, on Saturday, of course, the Lions team and the Jets team uh, and those rosters. All right, who, who else has caught your attention? I know the defensive end from Florida State, Johnson's had a huge week and, and others, but who else has uh, have stood out so far? Well, Jermaine Johnson's certainly that guy. We're talking about guys only coached by uh, Deuce Staley and Dan Campbell and the Lions. Jermaine Johnson's probably the best player out there. He's a Florida State defensive end. He only had one year at FSU. Um, he's one of these guys that left Georgia because he, he, he didn't play enough. I mean, they had so much talent on that defense that guys go somewhere else and become conference player of the year, which is what Jermaine Johnson did and went to the ACC and was their DPOI this past year, led the conference with 12 sacks. He's pretty much unblockable. Um, South Carolina has a defensive end, also coached by the Lions, uh, named Kingsley Anagbare. Um, They've had a hard time blocking him as well. Um, goes by the name J.J., and only Aiden Hutchinson, who you guys obviously know well, had a quote-unquote better PFF grade among the edge rushers, which, you know, it's all about the PFF grade these days. And um, Amen. who else? Channing Tindall, middle linebacker, Georgia kid has looked good. Roger McCreary, the Auburn corner has looked good. Darren Kendrick, the Georgia corner. I know I'm picking big, big name schools here. Uh, Devontae Wyatt, uh, the Georgia D lineman. Zach Carter, the Florida D lineman. Uh, Eric Johnson, uh, the Missouri State defensive lineman, who is a late add. Uh, he's looked pretty good. That's on the defensive side. On the offensive side, Trevor Penning may be the first offensive tackle taken. And, and you know, he's, he's being coached by the Lions. He's a Northern Iowa guy. And, and he's had some issues this week. But for the most part, and, and what you want to see, and there's so many FCS linemen here, yeah. more so than in past years. You just want to see what they can do when they go up in weight class because usually these guys dominate in the FCS and they might face only one or two pass rushers that truly give them a challenge during the regular season. This week, every rep is going to give you a challenge. Penning has done well. He's got a little nasty in him, um, picked some fights. Uh, Daniel Falele, who played big time, Big Ten at Minnesota, is just a massive human. Um, he is what you thought he is, a massive human who – uh, has decent feet, but uh, you know he's not going to win any races. But hard to deny his size at six eight and an eighth and three eighty seven. 
So is that big? I think that's big. Yes. Three hundred eight. Yeah. That thread's three hundred and eighty seven pounds, right? That is that is six, eight and an eighth, three hundred and eighty seven <laughs> pounds. Um and those are just the linemen. I know Dan Campbell and uh John Dorsey love the big guys in terms of the wideouts. Christian Watson from North Dakota State is actually a Florida kid. Has looked good. He's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, Romeo Dubs from Nevada. Braylon Sanders had a great week at the NFLPA games. An old Miss wide receiver can really take the top off. Uh, and he got one of those, as we call them, battlefield promotions. Looked good at one of the other All-Star games and then get invited to the Senior Bowl. And he is not in any way disappointed since he got here. And I'm a big, I'm just listing names here, Matt, uh, a big fan of Tyler Beatty, who is a Missouri running back. There are a lot of guys in this game that had to wait their turn at their respective schools and then in 2021 got their chance and blew it up. And Beatty is one of them. He led the SEC with 1,600 yards rushing and really his only year as a starter, um, and which is a good thing for a running back because, you know, you haven't had a lot of tread taken off that tire. Um, I think he's a productive running back next year at the next level. Our buddy Jim Nagy uh, does such a great job in, in finding these guys, and, and I know that there have been players in the past before Jim got to the game that were like, eh, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to go there, I might get hurt, and Jim Jim does a great job of you know the sales pitch to get them there. And I think these rosters, I think you'll agree, over the last couple of years, Andrew Wright are better than they've been before, not knocking Phil Savage or anything like that, but that's, that's what makes Jim pretty good. Yeah, no, Jim's done a good job, and Phil is here, by the way. Um, Phil's working with the Jets, doing some consulting work for Joe Douglas, their GM. So Phil is here in the building, and he lives across the Bay of Fairhope. Jim's done a fantastic job. There are always guys that tap out. Um, Would love to have seen Jahan Dotson. He is not here. Would love to have seen James Cook. Uh, He is not here as well. So, you know, a couple of the big-name guys chose, um, after initially accepting invites, to say, we're going to pass – and, and do our own workouts, which is, look, totally understandable. But there are plenty of guys, including guys from big-name schools, like the Georgias, like the Bambas, like we talked about, who are here and doing their thing. And I think in years past, there used to be an attitude, and this goes back you know, well beyond Phil Savage, well before Phil Savage, of, hey, let's, let's get as many uh, Crimson Tide and Auburn guys in here because that's going to pack the stands and that didn't necessarily give the scouting community everything that it wanted because you know, I know this is stunning to people in the Big Ten. There are players outside the SEC. So uh, I think it's a perfect mix, and I think people are happy with uh, the players that Jim has brought down here. And if you look at it, I think 41% of the players drafted last year, is that right? There's roughly 250 players, 41%. Like, yeah, we're, we're senior ball players. So pretty much everyone who is here is going to get drafted at some point. If not, they're a priority free agent. Um, you know, compare that to the East-West Shrine Bowl, which is on tonight on NFL Network. That's going to move to Vegas this year. Normally that would have been last weekend in St. Petersburg. Uh, you will have, you know, a good number of players there drafted, but plenty of undrafted free agents. Uh, this game on Saturday, pretty much everybody is going to get drafted. The coaches that are running things, obviously Dan Campbell's kind of roaming around and, and is not in charge of a team that was made, you know, sort of a new philosophy and rule this year. So Deuce Staley, his running backs coach and assistant head coach, who everybody raves about, uh, is in charge. Aubrey Pleasant moves up, guys like that. What do you think of the staff and, and the work they've done and just watching Andrew and being there and seeing what, what the Lions' representation looks like? 
No, they, they look good, and I think people have been happy with the practices they brought. Yesterday was a little slow, though. They, they kind of eased into it, um, and I think people were a bit frustrated with the way they, they kind of eased into practice and didn't really ramp up the competition until the very end. But they did it with good reason. It was just pouring rain. And uh, I, I don't know that they wanted to come out full speed on a wet field and uh, really have the guys go at it from the jump. So they, uh, they've been getting good reviews there. I've been coaching staffs, let me tell you, over the years. I think this is my eighth or ninth time down here um, where, you know, there is a sense of frustration, let's say, from the other coaches and GMs. Like, let's get on with it, will you? Um, and I, I don't think we've had that whatsoever with the Lions. Which is good. And, and again, you know Brad Holmes from the L.A. days. I mean, this is now entering year two of uh, of this rebuild. And, and obviously they know what they need and what they're looking for. But um, how do you assess? I mean, we talked about it earlier. I mean, they won three games. And you and I have talked about it before. You don't see a ton of the Lions because they haven't been winning. But, um, you know, the, the pedigree is there. And, and there's you know, they found some hidden gems last year, including Amon Ross St. Brown. All of a sudden yeah. there's some young players on this roster now. Sure, and I think he's an example of the guy that they have to hit on. What was he, a third-round pick? Fourth. Fourth. So, you know, the Rams, and it's, it's where Brad obviously came from, the Rams uh, have to hit on their third, fourth, fifth-round picks. They can't miss them. Sixth, seventh as well. I mean, look at Jordan Fuller, who's a sixth-round pick, who uh, their defense fell apart when he got hurt week 18 against the 49ers. He's a guy that is an example of those picks where they, they took in the later rounds where you have to hit home runs. And the way the Rams built uh, built that team by trading away all the ones, uh, obviously they have a lot of star power, but they put an amazing amount of pressure on the staff, both scouting and coaching, to develop the mid-round picks. They can't miss on those picks. They cannot. And I, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is an example as a fourth-round pick of one of the guys that, that obviously Brad had such a hand uh, in L.A., similar players bringing those guys in. And if they keep hitting on those picks, this team is going to be just fine. I have not had a chance to run into Brad yet. I know Tom Palacero interviewed him yesterday. We ran that on the air. I think it ran. I know I saw it come, you know, get fed in. Um, but but his comments uh, about Jared, hey, Jared knows what he has to do in the offseason, keep working hard, uh, wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement. I don't think he meant it as a shot, certainly. But, you know, it shows you that this team, after the amount of games they won, um, clearly needs to upgrade at every position. And if that includes finding a quarterback to challenge Jared Goff, then so be it. And the former quarterbacks going to the Super Bowl, man. What, uh, what's yeah. the, the L.A. has got to be buzzing right now. What a, what a scene this they has are. been. And it's, well, <laughs> it, it's, it's buzzing here, too, because of, you know, a lot of the Stafford supporters are, are donning Rams jerseys around here. It's nuts. Yeah, I heard the ratings were through the roof there, right? Yeah. Yeah, the NFC title game did great here. So uh, it was it was wild, dude. I mean, I was there, and, and then I got on a plane the next morning and left. So I can't tell you the buzz currently there, but I, you know, I can tell you how many times my phone is buzzed during this interview with people asking for tickets that I don't have. So asking uh, you for it, tickets to the Super Bowl? Well, you know, hey, do, do you know of any kind of thing? Uh-huh. It, it is it is a tough ticket to get right now, and it is uh, it is yeah, quite. Quite a, quite a ride, and everyone wants to talk about pressure and pressure and pre- you know I, I think the whole pressure thing is just garbage. You know, pressure. We in the media love to talk about pressure. That let me let me tell you when someone says how much pressure is on someone to win, that is their way of saying 
this is the player that I have already decided in my mind I will rip tomorrow if they lose today. That's what pressure means. And uh, that said, the amount of questions to this organization and that quarterback about pressure this year, uh, the feeling of A, relief, and B, shove it when they finally won <laughs> on Sunday – I think for that entire organization was uh, was through the roof, really, and and joy. I mean, it wasn't just hey, bleep the world. It was sheer unadulterated joy because they really did throw everything into the middle of the table. I mean, if they doubled down and took their watch off, their shoes off, they took their wallet out, they put everything in the middle of the table, and uh, you know, came up a ten and they won, and it was uh, quite 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 a turnaround considering they were down ten in the fourth quarter. That's right. All right, Andrew, great to uh, catch up. Have a great call this weekend. We'll be watching. All right, my friend. Andrew Siciliano, voice of the Rams, by the way, on the preseason TV side, DirecTV, NFL Red Zone, and, of course, the NFL Network. Check them out uh, Saturday, 2.30 Eastern for the Senior Bowl. That'll do it for the Thursday edition of Locked on Lions. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.